Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. It's very important that we always bring everything back to the gospel because the gospel was and is and will always be the pivotal event in all of human history. That was the point of everything God set in motion. Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In the last program, we mentioned a word that Abraham used when God called him. We're going to unpack the meaning of that word and how should it be a part of our vocabulary as our own relationship with God progresses and develops. Yeah, we mentioned last time that when God called Abraham, Abraham said hinini and that it meant unconditional availability. We read it in, in our English translations and it just says, here I am, as a, as if, you know, oh, mm. hi, here yeah. I am, you know. It, Over here. Exactly. It's me. And we don't realize what he was actually saying. It's actually pretty big. And he actually said, yeah, hinini. Even when he didn't know what God was actually going to ask of him, mm. then it ha- there was another instance that it happened as well. And this was when uh, God called out to Moses from the burning bush. And Moses' reply was, Hineni. And then we know what actually happened, except when God started to reveal mm. what he wanted yep. Moses to do. He kind of backtracked yeah. a bit and he said, actually, you know, couldn't you find somebody else? <laughs> what's, you know? what's the opposite of Hanini? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but eventually God convinced Moses and Moses went on to be known as the greatest prophet that the Jewish people have ever had. To this very day, that is what they, what they believe. Mm. And so that was the response that Moses gave. And then there was another instance where you had a little boy by the name of Samuel. Three times God called to him just when he was a little tyke in the temple or the the tabernacle at the time. And it was only on the third time that he actually said, Hanini, he said, here I am, send me. Mm. It was the implication. And we know that what happened was, was that the anointing or the mantle or the calling of God to be a mouthpiece was because Samuel became... The, the greatest of the judges of Israel. And and we know that Eli was the high priest at the time. Basically, a curse came upon his family and that authority to speak on behalf of God was transferred to Samuel at the mm. time. A big calling for just a young guy, yeah. you know, really uh, just a young kid. Now, today, the same word can also be used by family members, you know, ready to... F- be fully available and ready to pay attention to whatever instructions come their way. 
you know, in, in a family environment, dad says go and do something and you go, yep, onto it. I'll mm-hmm. go and do it. Yeah. And um, it's also kind of akin to if a soldier is reporting for duty, he doesn't get to choose what his orders are. Yeah. He basically is given those orders and he says, yes, sir. Yeah. And then he fulfills them. That's kind of what Hineni means. Yeah. It's this unconditional availability to do whatever the task is that has been set before him. It makes me think of uh, David when he was just a boy yeah. and his dad sent him to take cheese and stuff to his brothers in the at the front line. And he basically said the same, like, well, okay, I've been sent. I'm going to go and do what I've been asked to do. Yeah. Oh, what about when Samuel turns up at his hometown and he's checking out all of Jesse's sons and then he pulls David forward and anoints him? I mean, at the, you don't hear David saying Hineni at the time, but he basically stands there and says, yeah. I'll take this calling if this is what is mm. from God because he had a heart for God. Yeah. So if God instructs us, and of course Hineni is, is the correct response, and, and usually though for us we want to find out what the instructions yeah, are first. <laughs> and then we say Hineni or maybe or, yeah. or absolutely not. This couldn't possibly be the voice of God. God often says it himself as well. When he was announcing what he was going to do, this is what he was basically saying. Here I am. <laughs> I'm sending me, mm. you know. Uh, often it, it was when uh, it was very gracious acts that God would um, commit to, usually at great cost to himself. And uh, the very first one in bringing was when he brought the flood. That cost him a lot because it broke his heart because the whole of humanity was mm. was sinful. And we look at that and we go, that's just God being a big, mean judge. Um, but he had to act. He could not allow things to go on the way they were. If he didn't need to act, he wouldn't have gone to that extreme. And, of course, you've got to also remember that because God is this ever-present help, David says this in Psalm 46.1. He says that, you know, he is a very present help for us in times of trouble. And so you could almost um, read God's response in there, what can I do for you? Mm, yeah, I'm going to do something for you. And when I do that, it's going to cost me something. Now, this is where we're going to go right back to the gospel. You know, it's very important that we always bring everything back to the gospel because the gospel was and is and will always be the pivotal event in all of human history. That was the point of everything God set in motion because he knew that his human creation was going to completely blow it and he knew it was going to cost him everything. Even before he created us, he was saying hineni to us. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And so this God of all creation, if we're looking at this um, this circumstance of, say, reversing, instead of God saying, I've got a job for you and us saying hineni, you reverse that and you say, my human creation has a desperate, desperate, desperate Need, and I, Hineni, am ready and unconditionally available to meet this particular need, and I will meet it myself. So, this God of all creation, He, the Great I Am, He becomes one of us, and we've said this before, and I, I want to repeat it as often as we possibly can, because it's the most important thing. He becomes one of us. He's He's not like us in that He doesn't sin. But he becomes one of us. And he actually became our rescuer. He became our mighty warrior. He, 
He is our intercessor. He is our refuge. He's our strength. Unconditionally available and has met every single need. He continues to meet all of our needs. Um, I would qualify that and say not necessarily our preferences (laughs) and our wants, desires and um, dreams and aspirations because if they're contrary to what God wants, then no, they're not Mm. coming our way. But he knew that we would have a particularly vicious, brutal, life-shattering need, and he was going to meet it, unconditionally available to meet that Mm. for us. That is the character and nature of the God that we serve and our Messiah. A lot of people will say, look, I want more than anything to know what God's will and purpose is for me. I want to be able to say hineening. But I don't have anything specific. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a radio presenter. I don't have a particular ministry that I can do. But, you know, the Bible already lays out a whole lot of criteria of things that are God's will for us. So if you don't have a, what I would say, a specific title or calling or particular function or role within a church or a ministry, that doesn't mean you don't know what God's will is. Mm. And so then you go, well, what is it? Well, you go into the Bible and you can read very, very clearly what God God's will is for his children. I mean, does he want us to share the gospel with others? Yes. What about making disciples of others? Yeah, that's mm. a task that yeah. we can all do. Absolutely. What about uh, caring for children or for orphans and for widows, that sort of thing? God's heart beats for that, doesn't it? What about going and visiting people in the hospital who are sick? What about prison ministries? And I I would qualify that and say with qualified, trained people who have ministries mm. established, don't just go in off your own bat, but writing to prisoners. Yeah. There are so many things that are already laid out for us in Scripture that tell us these are God's will and plan for us. And in those things... The question has to be asked. Would you put your hand up and say, Hineni, here I am, Mm. unconditionally available. I'll go and do something like this if I don't already have other things that I'm called to do. And then maybe in that process, God would open a door and lead and direct you into something a little bit more specific that would be something special for you. But until then, it's not that we don't know God's will. Very often it's that we're not actually focusing on what he's already given us as instruction in his word. Mm. The question you have to sort of, at the end of all things, because remember he's Adonai, he's our master. When our master calls or directs, what is our response going to be? It it should be, and God willing, as our journey progresses, it will be, Hineni, mm. Lord send me, I'm unconditionally available. That is a great reminder. Now in our next program, we're going to be looking at the role of Messiah. And asking the question, was he a suffering servant or a victorious king? That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.